Fantasy Football Frenzy. Broadcasting live from Studio 34 in Midtown Manhattan. It is the Fantasy Football Frenzy on FNTSY Radio Dish Network. Coming up for the next hour, look back at week number 10 of the NFL season. Also start to get you ready to hit the waiver wire. Look ahead to week number 11 as we push closer and closer and closer to the fantasy football playoffs. Weeks 14, 15, and 16 are not guaranteed to your fantasy team. So we got three weeks to get this right. So obviously we'll be on the telephone lines a little bit later on. We're going to make sure that we get you into the playoffs because if you are, what, four and six, what, Wait, if I was seven, you would be if you four had and six. If you're four and six, you need a three game winning streak to get you that last playoff spot. So we want to help those teams get in and everybody else above or greater. We'll figure it out as we move along. Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, as always, Wall Street, Matt Medica, the accuracy expert, the all in kid, Jake Seeley. And I didn't get a chance to talk about this yesterday because I wasn't here. So I'm starting the program, something a little bit different because I just think it's the coolest thing in the world. And I know Jake may not like it because he's a Notre Dame fan, but the turnover chain, Jake, Jake, is the illest thing in sports right now. You have to agree with that. No, I don't have to agree with anything. Oh, come not on, Jake. All. You don't love the turnover chain? <laughs> no. Why would I? I think the Notre Dame fan is a little salty, man. <laughs> just a little bit. That, that, that was fantastic. I, I was just more happy in the last couple of years they brought this rivalry back. I remember when they ended Catholics versus convicts. I was very upset back then. And uh, I wish it was more of a closer game. <laughs> yeah. I, Jake, come on now. As a fan of the sport, as a fan of football, you know what I'm saying? Forget your allegiance to the to the. To, yeah, if, to, if, if they weren't playing Notre Dame. Yeah, if they were not, yeah, not against Notre Dame would you like to turn over chain? No, I didn't like it beforehand. Okay. I don't like it now. <laughs> Are you... You like T.O. standing on this on your diamond? No, I did not like T.O. Oh, standing on, on, on no, I did not like T.O. standing on the star. Okay. I always thought that was pretty cool, right. though. I gotta say, T.O. <laughs> standing on the star was not cool. <laughs> but when you know when, but when T.O. was a Dallas Cowboy and he had the popcorn, I was a T.O. fan. You feel what I'm saying? Okay, but you didn't like it when it wasn't. I don't like it. Get over it. All right, everybody likes it. I'm already over it. I'd expect them to win. I knew we can't have a quarterback who can't throw for 150 yards and expect <laughs> to win that game, but I would, I would prefer if it was closer. Matt, this is true. You know what I'm saying? They, 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 that was not their best performance. But now you got the U in the top two. And when the U is playing good football, is better. That's all I'm saying. No, it definitely is. South Florida was jumping. The, the Hard Rock Stadium. I mean, that, that place was loud. Yeah, it was. Anticipation for who was the next person to get a turnover chain <laughs> yeah. was in the air. You know no, what I'm saying? Corey, how how loud was Cowboys Stadium? How loud was that one? Which one? <laughs> or where was it? Was it Dallas or Atlanta? Uh, the, the, where was, was it? Pretty loud, Jake. To be honest with you, <laughs> the, what is it? The Mercedes the Mercedes Benz Stadium was pretty loud, but you know we was able to able to bounce back. Biggest thing with, with that situation is the losses of Tyron Smith. And um and 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 um, I got a question. And Sean Lee, your bigger losses than the loss of Ezekiel Elliott, in my opinion. Are you worried the Cowboys missed the playoffs? Yes, I am worried the Cowboys missed the playoffs. It's going to be tough to make the playoffs without Sean Lee. That loss right there is going to sting. Big matchup versus the Philadelphia Eagles coming up. So plenty of Dallas Cowboy football to talk. We'll do that as we get a little bit later on in the week. But when we come back on the other side, we got to re- recap and put the bow on Monday Night Football. Cam Newton is headed right back to where Cam Newton always finishes. It's a top five fantasy football quarterback. It's Fancy Football Frenzy FNTSY Radio.
Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Fancy Football Frenzy, FNTSY Radio. Tuesday, look at the ones, let you know what shook up this week. A little bit while, a little time, a little bit from now, open the telephone lines, get your thoughts on what took place week 10, how can we help you? 844-843-6879, that telephone number to get involved. So, last night, we had a little Monday Night Football action. Carolina Panthers smacked these dudes, right? <laughs> it's bottom line, they just beat up on them real bad. Carolina is looking like a team that's going to be able to, uh, it's going to be qualifying to playoffs in the NFC. And, you know, we'll see. They've been there before. That's probably the thing that they have going for them the most. Another thing they got going for them, Jake, is Cam Newton. And this has been a season of up and downs for Cam. Like, we've seen the full Cam this year. We've seen Super Cam, which we saw last night. We've seen bad pouting Cam at times this season. We've seen Cam smiling and friendly with the media. We've seen Cam doing dumb stuff with the media. We've gotten the full Cam Newton experience throughout this next 10 weeks, all in kid Jake Seeley. But when it comes down to it, Cam Newton still produces as a top fantasy quarterback. And I feel like I was wrong the way I hopped off him way back before when the season first started. I owe Cam an apology because Cam Newton, for fantasy, he just seems to get it done. I just I worried about the consistency, but I've thrown up my hands. Cam Newton's is the man for fantasy. I don't agree that he's man for fantasy. The last three games before this are not very good at all, especially the first two before last week. Last week was mediocre. The two weeks before that, you didn't want him on any of your rosters. So it's the inconsistency where I don't really want to start him every single week in fantasy. I'll play the matchups with him at this point of his career. You would hope that he gets to back to the Cam Newton from a couple seasons ago, but we haven't seen that. It's As you said, you just you started off. Yeah, I thought you were going to talk about the team in general, and that's actually why I'm not sure how far they can go is because you have the inconsistency starting with Cam Newton. This team is winning games, but some of them are like, wow, I can't believe they pulled that one off because they are so inconsistent, whether it's the defense, the offense. Actually, the most consistent thing has been their defense, although it's been let up at times. I just don't think you can trust Cam or this team without some type of consistency, and we haven't seen it yet this year. I get what Jake is was saying, no, Matt, but I'm looking at total points. He's quarterback four, averaging 18 points a game. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, it, You're looking at total, not weekly. I, and weekly fantasy points per game, I'm looking at Cam Newton. That's quarter- oh, I'm saying his, each week. You're not looking at no, him each, each week. week. No, in, in week seven, he had that 7.4. In week eight, he had that 12.6. Then he bounces back with a 20 and a 35. You feel what I'm saying? So it's like you can't go – you can go wrong. Can. Cam. You can go wrong, Matt. 
Oh, you can, yes. He has, you've been his guy. You've been. He, you've supported him through, is, through the whole this thing. This is what I've, I've said from, if you go back to the preseason. I think I had him like 10th, and I couldn't put I had him, him like 17th. No, a lot of people had him outside the top 12. And the only reason I kept saying is I had him at 10 is because every time we write this guy off, he puts the cape on, and he's Superman. And he's going to have bad games. He's going to have highs and lows. He's going to be inconsistent at times. But there's also that upside. That you know, Cam can win you games. So it's. I, I know a lot of people were talking at one point. He's cuttable, and I was to me that that was just crazy. I was saying I, benchable. That I I didn't get. He, is you know, he a must start every week in a twelve team league? Is he a must start? I don't think so. Uh, I mean, you can make the argument. I could see if you have another option. Mm-hmm. Like, say you had him. Like, I like to have two quarterbacks on my team at all times. I don't care if it's a 16-team league or a 20-man roster. I always feel comfortable. And I like to have two guys I think are good. Like, if you drafted Cam and then you got Dak, you could say you got both of those guys, I think that was a, that was a home run. right? Who, if you had those two, do you have a rest of the season starter or are you playing matchups? Uh, right now, I, it would be, I would come out and say it would have been Dak, but I want to see with this offensive line, the uh, Ezekiel Elliott less. You know, I still think Dak could be good, but if this line is really uh, going to trend south, then I got to worry about that. On the other side, Jake, you don't think he's a rest. You don't think he's a every. You don't think he's a every week starting in twelve team league necessarily. That's that's correct, right? Not at all. No, you're playing the matchups with Cam every week. More, it's not just like a cake matchup, and then I'll play them. It's more matchups than not, but I'll avoid the bad ones. That's more what it's about. So, like you'll avoid like the Pittsburghs, the Jacksonvilles. Would you avoid New Orleans right. on the road at this point? Yeah, I think I might. I mean, I there's a lot of quarterbacks that I'm avoiding the Saints with at this point. It's not just because of Lattimore, because it's all parts of their defense. Early in their season, they were a great sleeper defense and DFS and actually seasonal because they can get after the quarterback. And now with Lattimore being healthy and he's shutting down number one wide receivers, I you, you're talking about this offense. If they if they shut down Devin Funchess. Christian McCaffrey can't do everything. I think it's funny how after week one, I kept hearing everybody, oh, Sam Bradford, he played the Saints, and, you know, nobody would take them take that performance seriously because it was versus Saints, and then as the season has played out, look, they hit. They hit on their draft pick with Lattimore. Um, they, got, they got themselves a linebacker. So, you know, it's not often where you're going to hit on all different, you know, when you need to fill areas. They, they play less health to scale the ball right now. They're running the football well. They're slowing the game down. The defense is not but, on the field and, and, all the time. Fairness, also. And I pointed this out yesterday. I think uh, Michael Salfino was uh, doing a thing about the Saints' backfield and like the Drew Brees error and stuff. And I pointed out that I, I believe it was like in the right before the preseason or sometime in the offseason, Grant Barfield had a stat that the Saints' backfield by committee, like when you added all the pieces up, had been like one or two each each of the last five years when you put total points up. All right, so next week coming up for Cam Newton in week 11, he has a bye. Weeks 12 and 13, well, week 12, he has the New York Jets at the New York Jets. More than likely, he's in your lineup that week. More than likely, he's definitely in my lineup. That All right. Week. I, I want to play him against the Jets. Week 13, he has at New Orleans. Week 14, the first week of the playoffs, he has Minnesota. You can't play him comfortably in weeks 13 and 14. You can't. That Minnesota game is going to be. I, I am actually looking really forward to that game. Uh, I know it's not a good matchup for him, 
but I do think he's going to have a good game there. I think that's going to be a hell of a game. New Orleans went into Carolina week three and smoked Carolina, and that's what started the seven-game run. I think this might be some payback. I'm not saying they're going to smoke him, but I think it's going to be a hell of a game. Weeks 13 and week 14, all in kid at Nano, and then weeks 14, he gets Minnesota. Weeks 15 and 16, he comes back with Green Bay and Tampa Bay. So, you see how it's setting up for Cam Newton? We're going to get down the stretch the rest of the way. We have two examples where we could very well get bad Cam. And then, your championship week, Cam Newton, if you make it that far with Cam, he has the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, I ask you, Jake, where do you stand with Cam? Those weeks, weeks 13 to 14, he's going to be outside of your top 12, correct? No, Cam Newton's never outside of the top 12 because of the mm, Russian. Okay. And that's the problem. Is the, Russian, the Russian ability is always going to keep him there for like that 15-point game. 15 points probably has you on the fringe of being a top 12 quarterback. That's what it comes down to. But if I could find a better option, I certainly would. Week 13, for example, on a buy low that I've been telling a lot of people just to don't start him. He's only a matchup play, but he actually had a pretty bad matchup this week and still had a pretty decent game. Phillip Rivers gets the Browns at home in week 13. Oh, wow. And just like he was like saying that. when he plays the Vikings, look, uh, Kirk Cousins, a lot of people were worried about with the Vikings. Kirk Cousins had a good game. He put up points and stuff. So True. Sometimes we, I, I think we just – I think oh, Washington's oh. offense in general is better than Carolina's offense in general. So I think Washington is better to put up that kind of game at home. Well, look, you got to – if, if – Say Olsen comes back after the bye. Okay. That's a major boom to the I, I, I can dig you on that. You know, and Fudge is playing better. The Samuel injury is going to be interesting to see how long he's out. If it's a high ankle sprain, that don't look good. Uh, I, I love McCaffrey. I love that he – look, he got the points last night, not on volume, which was surprising. It was on touchdowns. But when he had the ball in his hands – he was, uh, like I said, as I mentioned on uh, Roto Experts, he made uh, Kiko Alonso look foolish on, on a couple of plays. It's to the point in the season where, at least I've been doing this. I've been doing this today, like, as I you know, get back to football. Starting to look ahead to not really so much to weeks 14, 15, and 16, but I want to see what's going on in week 12 and week 13 all in, kid, because... I want to start getting my but the teams I have that I feel like are, are going to advance. I want to start to get those rosters ready. I want to start to look at some matchups and break some things down. Normally, we advise fantasy owners against this. You do think we're getting into the point in the season where it's it's okay to look ahead, right? Always, it's, it's, you don't want to go crazy. You don't overreact. You don't trade away somebody because he's got two what we would consider difficult games versus two easy ones. You don't make those kind of moves. But you start looking ahead, and actually as soon as the bye weeks are up is usually when I take my defensive column that I write for the site, talking about adjusted points for defenses, and I look at the rest of the season schedule for the last four weeks. So it's definitely coming soon if you want to start planning ahead to make sure that you're prepared. Right now your bench should be filled with backup quarterbacks, backup tight end if there's a decent option out there your handcuffs and then people who could potentially become number twos or better you don't want the guys that were filling in for bye weeks anymore so that you, that's what you need to be looking for when we come back on the other side Madika, i want to bring you in on this conversation I want to see how you set up playing on the purple circuit I want to see how you set up your teams mm-hmm. for uh, the stretch run as you go down the stretch you know 20 roster spots being available makes it a little bit different got a little bit more real estate on that roster so we'll hear how wall street sets it up let you know what i'm doing in a couple of my leagues as we push to Towards the finish line. Fantasy Football 2017. It's the frenzy right here on FNTSY Radio. 
The award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network is your free fantasy source 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. You can catch this show and many others live on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app, iHeartRadio, or TuneIn Radio. Want to listen on your computer at work? Go to FNTSY.com slash radio or check us out on YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page where you can ask questions, discuss topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your questions on the air. The number is 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 days a year fantasy sports network of its kind without a subscription. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your fantasy source. Eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. Telephone lines now open. You can call in the fantasy football friends to get you ready for week number eleven. Get you ready for your playoff push. Wanna help you win a championship this year. That's what we're here for. Three amigos of fantasy football. Uh Matt Medica. <clears throat> Matt never says that's one. <laughs> well, yeah, well, this is probably three for the day so far, Jake, because I also had the Roto Experts also. So I came out the gate with one this morning. Yeah, you so coming rusty. Off a bye, yeah, so. I was coming off a bye, so I um, was out there rusty today. All right, Matt, here we go. Let, the pro circuit, you got 20 roster spots. Week 14, 15, and 16, you go to the shootout format. Right? I get that part. In the Staten Island League, it's more like a home league, more accustomed to what the listeners are playing in. In the Staten Island League, yeah, I know your team is doing well. I know you had Kareem Hunt and your boy, whatever. No, you no had, that one we don't have Hunt. We have uh, we had Bell and Zeke. Yeah, Bell and Zeke in that one, right? Now, how do you get that team prepared for the stretch run? Like, what are you doing now that we're out? You know, still got another week of buys left, but as we push towards Thanksgiving, three more games of regular season fantasy football left. How does Wall Street Matt Medica go about taking that home league team and getting it ready for the playoff push. Well, one thing we're probably going to need now is, surprisingly, but, I mean, Cameron Brait, who was so wonderful all yeah. the first half of that season, has really kind of disappeared lately. So we do need to get a tight end. But, I mean, we pretty much, we had, a, we had a good problem at one point where we had the three quarterbacks, where we had Deshaun Watson. And what was kind of crazy is we cut, we finally had to cut Cam Newton because we needed to get a player. You know, we really couldn't trade quarterbacks, and we were trying. So we cut Newton. Deshaun Jackson went down the next day, and then we had to pretty much use the majority of our fab to buy our cam back. How we're setting it up is we were able to get Robbie Anderson a couple weeks back when we were low on quarterbacks. We cut him. Uh, we cut cam for him. That paid off well. Robbie Anderson's been a savior. Yeah, I mean, four weeks in a row with a touchdown. But I think we had a pretty solid team. We had, we got Bell, and we were able to get Zeke, and he never got suspended up until this point. So that was a major boom. But our, our wide receiver core was pretty strong. We had Diggs, Tate, Allen, Emmanuel Sanders. So we have a we we've had a good core. We've had a strong team. We've had guys. This is a half point PPR. But even in the half point, Duke Johnson has been a guy who's been. Who's been there for us? He's gotten us the points. We do have on our bench uh, Kenyon Drake and uh, Rod Smith. So is that, Rod Smith ever going to make the lineup for this team going down the stretch? 
I don't know. The the thing I got to think about today, because wa- waivers do run tonight in that league, is Danny Woodhead. My partner mentioned Danny Woodhead last week, and I said, you know what? I just want to see if Rod Smith becomes a thing. Let me, who, what else is on your bench in that league? Our bench is Cam Newton, Kenyon Drake, Ezekiel Elliott, Rod Smith, Keenan Allen, and Emmanuel Sanders. All right. So cool. That sounds like a solid bench. So you, know, you would have to cut Rod Smith in order to go pick up Danny Woodhead. Jake, in a half-point PPR, would you cut Rod Smith to pick up Danny Woodhead? Mm, yeah. Really? Interesting. Yeah. Well, Danny Woods is an RB, too, if he's on the field. Might be an RB. We know he could get hurt. Well, that's the nice thing. RB. Is Woodhead going to play this week? Now I'm here, and he's on track to play if he doesn't have a setback. See, but yeah, that's, that's what I'm worried about, Jake. I think he could be a borderline RB1. In the half-point PPR, his pass-catching ability. I worry about his health. I worry about putting him in a lineup and him giving me a donut. And Rod Smith is a healthier guy who I think is going to be in action. So can you break down why I'm wrong thinking that I would take Rod Smith over Danny Woodhead? Because Rod Smith, you're hoping that he gets more usage. Danny Woodhead, as long as he's healthy, he's getting his usage. I don't think he's an He's not. I mean, he's not an RB1 at this point of his career. But the point is, he's it's RB2 every time he's on the field. And even with the shared touches with Alex Collins, Javoris Allen is going to go away. Look, his touches are guaranteed. Rod Smith's use last week was because they got blown out and were down so early that that's what they were doing. If they're up or they're in contention, this is similar to Matt Forte, Bilal Powell, or other teams that we've seen before. If the Cowboys are in contention, it's going to be Alfred Morris, and Rod Smith isn't going to see little as what we saw last week. And even with the touches, he had more snaps and more touches when they were losing by how much they were losing in that second half. He still only had like 30-something yards. This is true. Do either of you sign off on dropping break for Jason Witten? Uh-huh, that's a tough call. They got the, the Cowboys have the Eagles coming up this week. Jason Witten always plays good in division games. I don't know if I can drop Make America Braid again for Jason Witten. What about you, Jake? I don't think I would go that far. Mm. It's kind of like you're just trying to chase the hot streaks, and like in baseball, you might have just missed out on one. Oh, that's, I hate when that happens. <laughs> I had Jason went on my bench in the league, and I lost because of it this week, and that wasn't good either because I was trying to get myself in good condition for the playoffs. Cam Newton finished this week as uh, quarterback 1-1 one, one overall. Quarterback 1-2 was Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins just keep getting it done. I love the team that I have Kirk Cousins on. I think that team plays deep into the season. Jared Goff is quarterback 3 on the week. Uh, C.J. Beathard, C.J. Beth, the 30 for 30 guy, quarterback four. Case Keenum, QB five. Look at the Sean Kaiser coming through at QB six. Tom Brady, QB seven. Jake, we're starting to see the Matthew Stafford rebound. He gets up to QB eight. This is two, if not mistaken, three straight weeks. Matthew Stafford back inside the top 12. Yeah, funny enough, it works out for the Lions when they start going back to what works well for them, and that's passing the ball. Well, what a surprise. It was pretty interesting, though, pretty much at the half. Like, Stafford hadn't thrown a passing touchdown. I mean, he finished, he finished the day well, but you had to be a little nervous because I know, like, in DFS, all I kept hearing was how Stafford was a must-play and stack your line. Yeah, and, yeah. And just to point to Kaiser, Kaiser was running the ball very well in that game. Shout-out to Sean Kaiser. Getting it done. I got another shout-out for the Cleveland Browns coming up a little bit later on in the program. Russell Wilson comes in. I wonder what that could be. (laughs) (laughs) Russell Wilson comes in as QB9. Marcus Mariota comes in as QB10. I was wrong on Mariota this week. I told a lot of people to sit Mariota. I I wasn't feeling it. Marcus Mariota gets it done. Eli Manning was quarterback 11. Uh, All in KJC. I I didn't get a chance to hear you uh, speak yesterday about the Eli Manning and the New York Giants. But um, how are you feeling in your Giant fandom right now? Same as I have been. Like, why do you think you're going to get anything? I've told you for weeks now 
that I want them to lose and get one of the first picks, if not the first pick overall. So I don't understand. It's like trying you're getting nothing. I just trying to wanted to hear you say it. <laughs> okay. I, I just wanted to hear you say it. I think it's funny because I've taken a lot of. How's heat. your Cowboys do? I know they they're still in the mix. They're still in the mix, Jake. I've taken a lot of heat from uh, barely. I've taken over the years. I've taken a lot of heat from New York Giant fans, so it's good to give them a chance to give it back. And you're right, barely. But without Sean Lee, it's going to be tough sledding. Ben Roethlisberger comes in as QB twelve on the week. Ben Roethlisberger gets it done. I know he was a guy like a lot of people were looking to put in their lineup and stream this week. Matt Medica, Roethlisberger gets it done. What do you think about him moving forward? It's the matchup play. I was the, another thing I was nervous about. I started Road Ben this week. I felt pretty confident about it. But at the half, I was pretty nervous. I'm not going to lie. He did wind up putting up the points in the six-point touchdown leagues. I think he finished with like 24. And I think my other option was like Eli and uh, Josh McCown. So right. it worked out. Coming up a little bit later on in the program, we'll give out game balls to the positions. Um, we'll get one of those 12 quarterbacks. I do like him Thursday. So uh, I'm, mine's probably going to go to Matt Stafford. Or I might go to C.J. Beathard for beating the Giants. But whatever the case may be, I'll figure it out sometime in the upcoming uh, hour or so. 844-843-687. Let's break seal on the phone line for the first time today. Let's head out to New York and talk to my man Peter. Peter in New York. Peter, what's up with you? What's going on, guys? Good morning, everybody. Morning, Peter. How's everything? How can we help you this morning? Good. Everything's good. Um, there's a trade question. So it's a 10, uh, 12 team PPR. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be trading the Marius Thomas and Vernon Davis for Alshon Jeffrey and Cooper Cup. My my other my other wide receivers are um, D Hop Baldwin and Curtis Samuel, and the other tight ends are Henry and um, Charles Clay. I'm not worried too much about missing Vernon Davis. I think you two take a slide back at the tight end spot. What do you think about that trade all in? Uh, what, was, what was the I heard Demarius Thomas, but what was the other wide receiver? He's trading Demarius Thomas and Vernon Davis, getting back Alshon right. Jeffrey and Cooper Cup. Oh, Alshon Jeffrey. Eh, it's okay. I don't think it's that big of an upgrade, honestly. I'd rather if it, I'd feel a lot better if it was Alshon Jeffrey and Vernon Davis or Demarius Thomas and Cooper Cup, but I'm, I'm okay with that. I mean, I'd much rather have Cup than Vernon Davis. So that's what it comes down to. Hmm. I don't know if I'd rather have Vernon Davis or Cup though, because Vernon Davis is getting it done. I, I mean, it depends if you need a tight end or not. If you, if you, he got, he said he had Hunter Henry and who else saw Pete? Charles Clay. Charles Clay. Hunter Henry and Charles Clay is tight ends. <clears throat> Why are you making a trade, Peter? Um, I was just worried because Curtis Samuel got hurt last night, and then all I have is the Marius yeah, Thomas. The um, yeah, I feel what you're saying. You need you needed yeah. the X and Y receiver. All right, it makes sense. I, I'm I'm cool with it. It's kind of like a little bit kissing cousins to me, but I don't see nothing wrong with the deal. Eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. Let's go out to my man Q in South Carolina. Q, how we do this week, buddy? Hey, did real real good, man. Nice. All, all my leagues, man. Nice job, Q. Hey, I got it. I got it. What's up? Yeah, man. Listen, I appreciate you guys, man. Um, I got two questions. Uh, I see Carolina. They put the beat down on Miami, but I like Kenyon Drake. I, I see what Jake talking about that he's the better running back. I, I want to get some feedback on him. Also, I want I got a matchup I want to talk about with uh, Russell Wilson and Kirk Cousins, man, coming up this week, and I'll give you guys a call later on. All right, well, let's, um, when we do what we do is we'll come back on the other side. 
We'll get back into Jake's and Matt's thought on Kenyon Drake and what they think about him moving forward. So we'll break that down for Q as we get ready to head out to the break. As far as the Russell Wilson Kirk Cousins matchup, uh, start to take a look at that a little bit later on in the week, but that is on the docket, Q. We got you covered right there on that one on the Fantasy Football Frenzy. So you can start a lot of your telephone calls, 844-843-6879. Coming up also next segment, we start to look at the running backs this week. Let you know what running backs did, top 12 running backs that were for week number 10 of the Fantasy Football season. Getting Closer and closer to Thanksgiving, getting closer and closer to the playoffs. We got you covered right here at the Frenzy on FNTSY Radio. Playing daily fantasy basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to DailyRoto.com premium and learn more about our awesome products. Fantasy football, friends, are just a part of the programming right here on FNTSY Radio. Coming up 11 a.m. time on the East Coast. You got the fantasy football BFFs, the best friends forever. Then you get noon, you get red heat and rage. Then you come on back at 4 p.m. on the East Coast. That's 1 p.m. Pacific. You got the all-in kid, Jake Seeley, along with Joe Pisapia and Chris Meany. That is on target fantasy football. So big day of programming. Got you covered anywhere you need to go. News breaks right here at FNTSY Radio, the home for fantasy sports players and especially fantasy football players. Before we left to go to the break, uh, Jake, um, the homie Q wanted a little... Uh, I guess he wanted some reassurance on what he should be doing with one Mr. Kenyon Drake for the rest of the way. Uh, keep using him? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What's it? I mean, this, he's uh, RB2. Put, put it like this. And this, I think maybe yeah. this can help Q uh, out a little bit. Would you rather start? Who would you rather have? <clears throat> excuse me. ROS. Kenyon Drake or Duke Johnson Jr.? Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake over DJJ. What do you say, Matt Medica? Who would you rather have RRS, Drake or DJJ? I'll go Drake, but it's really close for me. In, in, in PPR for yeah. Tolkien, it's going to be close. Look, Drake's the, definitely the better runner. That's not – I just – I don't understand, like, the usage of these backs in Miami. Like, yeah. For me, Williams should be making – should be the pass catch, and Drake should be getting more, you know, of the runs – but I mean, Duke Johnson's—he's—he's he's pretty much delivered this year in PPR. Uh, let me ask you, Jake, DJ, uh, uh, Cam, 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 Cameron Bright. I mean, Kenyon Drake or ROS Kenyon. Oh, I know what you're gonna say. This is not a good one for Jake, though. I don't know what his answer gonna be because I'm asking him Kenyon Drake or Rex Burkhead. ROS. It's Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake, yeah. And Jake don't fool with those New England running backs. <laughs> and then Matt, you like Kenyon, you like Rex Burkhead a lot too. So it's it's, it's no it's no unbiased way to look at it. No, no. I mean, I'm gonna go. 
I would think maybe Drake gets more of the share of this backfield going forward. And I think Williams, if used correctly, he's a really good PPR back. Uh, last year, the touches, the touchdowns was pretty damn high. So I, I think he has a role for this team. And I'm, and I'm fine with this. I'm fine with two backs being in the backfield. You can, you can live with that, and you can still be profitable. But uh, with Burkhead, I'm happy to have Burkhead on a lot of my teams. I played him as a flex this week and then was rewarded. 844-843-6879. You might as well and get on. it could be, Corey. What's I'm, up? Not, I'm not biased. I don't say that. You don't, like not, like, run, just, you don't like Patriot running That's back. not biased. Uh, it's reality. I'm not going to screw around <laughs> with it because you know what? Let's go back to the beginning of the season when nobody wanted to sell Mike Gillisley because You're all right. of a sudden he's going to score double touchdowns. The guy was game day and active. Healthy scratch. Yes. And like, I, I, I mentioned in this week's waiver column is, yeah, you got to go pick up Rex Burkhead. But do you want me to tell you you're going to trust tr- starting him? Absolutely not. You look at it as James White was the only trustworthy one whose day was saved by a touchdown. Honestly, I was I was – dumbfounded by the uses that they had, which was basically very little of James White into that game. If he doesn't score that touchdown, everybody's pissed off about him for that game. You're not going to have all three running backs, Burkhead, Lewis, and White, have value every single week, and that's just a matter of the fact. You can't have a committee and be okay with starting that. Yeah, but I mean, he you are 100% right. His day was saved by touchdown, but that's pretty much for Jordan Howard, most of his weeks have been saved by touchdown. If he doesn't score it, he's getting like six points on the week. But, I mean, going forward, it's... Yeah, but there's a big say. difference between six and one and a half. But, but with, uh, James White is, is a top 20 running back in PPR, and he's how many points less does he have than uh, Jordan Howard? Like 10? We're not, we're not talking about that. I, if, you can jump back to that. I'm just bringing up the example you brought up. Last week, if James White doesn't get that touchdown, he has one and a half fantasy points. That's all I'm saying. Okay, yeah. I'm not no, saying I mean, look, he, it's he, just it's a tree it's a trio back there and that's why I don't trust Patriots running backs. That's nothing to do. You're right, Matt. And I've been I said this. I agreed with you the entire season, James White and PPR, that I have no problem with him being in that R B two conversation. But now we're now we're talking about Rex Burkhead and all I'm saying is as we know, as we've could, seen for years exist, on it. It could exist if if Hogan is out again. Then I think you can have you can have this trio in there because yeah. Deion Lewis is just the running back. He does not catch passes on this team. So and Burkhead is used in multiple ways. He'll run the ball some. He'll catch it. He's like the Swiss Army knife. And James White, I, I was you know he was saved. The usage was a little strange this week, but like I said, if Hogan's out. I think you you can get away with both of them. I'm not saying put them in the same lineup. They yeah. both can live there. 844-843-6879. RB1 on the week in point per reception league was Mr. Mark Ingram. I mean, I was trying to trade him for, for him about a month ago. Didn't happen. It's not definitely going to happen now. RB2 was DeMarco Murray. RB3 was Austin Eckler. And the first thing I got, like, I didn't even, like I said, I didn't have too much football in me on Sunday. But the first thing I woke up to Monday morning is, can I start Austin Eckler now? And I'm like, I don't know what the hell happened yesterday. But let me go check some box scores and read some stuff. But I'm going to start by saying, unless Melvin Gordon is hurt, you cannot start Austin Eckler. Unless Melvin Gordon is inactive, I don't believe you can start Austin Eckler. Am I correct in that assessment, Jake? In a PPR league, you can start him as your RB3. If okay. you're needy, that's for sure. Because the fact is, is Melvin Gordon is not healthy. 
And he said, now he's not out. And I said the same thing, even when I've been talking about him for the entire season now at this point. So just making it, I said the same thing when we were coming, just making a point like this comes from somebody who's been a proponent for him for the entire year. Mm-hmm. You can't start Austin Eckler outside as an RB3 in a PPR league. The only reason he's even valuable there is because of that last game and not to say revisionist and like all that type of stuff or recency bias is last week. It has nothing to do with that game. It has to do with the fact that Melvin Gordon still isn't 100%. We've had the inside injuries. Dr. A, talk about Melvin Gordon, multi-week injury. His toe is bothering him. So I think that the proof that Eckler can handle it last week leads the Chargers to start using him more in a timeshare, like a 60-40 split in the passing game. It could be wrong. We could go out next week and Melvin Gordon gets 80% of the workload and Eckler is a bust. But if you're desperate next week, and that's, I wouldn't say quite desperate, but kind of in that conversation of desperate running back, and you want to start him as an RB3 and a PPR, that's the only place you can put him in your lineup. Yeah, I mean, look, if you got to play him, and the Bills are getting shredded against the run ever since they made that trade in you know, the last two weeks. So I, do I want to play him? Am I going to be comfortable or confident those terms? Absolutely not. But, I mean, was I super comfortable or confident starting Rex Burkhead this week? No. All right, cool. Uh, Alvin Kamara comes in as RB4. So you get Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara both from the top five. It's very rare that this happens, but if you got them together, you play them together. I can't, you, you can't not, you cannot go against it at this I did point. It for the last five weeks. Christian McCaffrey is yeah, RB4. What's up, what's up, Jake? No, I was, I was just saying, I was agreeing. And somebody uh, came at me on Twitter and it's like, oh, this is the new Freeman and Coleman. I said, no, it's not. It's better. It's better. They're both RB1s. Yep, it's better. It, it is better than the Freeman and Coleman situation. They, I got to face them this week, though. Man. Freeman and oh, Mc, oh, and yo, you got to face Ingram and McCamara. I got him going in my super. Yeah, and then me and Andy we're we're, we're in first in the prime together. And you're going against them. We're going against Nelson and Dave, and they got. <laughs> I got Brady on that team too. It's like I got Brady and Diggs. It's it's I don't know. It's gonna be a tough week. I'm going to be rooting for myself and against, and against myself at the same time. Sometimes you get, the, but sometimes you can manage to get both victories. It's always very uh, uh, joyous when you do that. Christian McCaffrey, CMC, comes in PPR back five this week. Todd Gurley, the, in my opinion, the best player in fantasy this year, comes in as player number six, as running back six. Kenyon Drake, who we spoke about, Q's guy, comes in as RB seven. Start him the rest of the way. Oh, look at this, RB eight. Isaiah Crowell. Where's all the jokes at now, everybody? You know what I'm saying? I don't hear everybody making fun <laughs> oh, of the fantasy executive now. Hey, nah, for, the, right. for, the last, for the last four weeks, in a PPR, Isaiah Crowell has been running back 14 no, for the last four weeks. He has been, but you can't jump back on now. You already buried him. You already broke up with him like I did with C.J. Anderson. You have to get back together before you can <laughs> the, I can't do that. The best is when you'd be like, you coming for me? Or you Crowell, I'm trying to get, come on, now the Crowell thing. What happened? We boys now. We all friends again. So shout out to Crow. Le'Veon Bell comes in as RB9. Tevin Coleman is RB10 on the week. TC Tevin Coleman. It's a good start when he's got the backfield. He went from a sell, he went from a sell high. About a week ago, to uh, well, you know what I'm trying to say. He his roles flipped. I was saying sell, sell, sell. Now you need to buy, buy, buy if you can on Tevin Coleman. Even though can. if you can exactly at this point, if you can't, like I said, I, I don't think Devontae Freeman hits the IR. I don't think Devontae Freeman misses two games. I see him missing one. Um, RB11 is Rex Burkhead, who we discussed, and RB12 is Duke Johnson, who we discussed. Now, before we get uh, to the telephone lines, Jake, your boy, Jamal Williams, it's going to be a hot name off the waiver wire this this week. Is he ready? 
I think he's ready, but there's the one facet of his game where it's the concern that you have. Look, I said this during on target yesterday. It's the same thing as that I said in the preseason. I love his moves. I love his balance. I love his ability. I love the fact that he can be accessible at any area of the game, between the tackles, outside the tackles, blast blocking. The one problem he has is vision, and I call it Trent Richardsonitis, and he's got Ooh. a little bit of that going on. Hopefully he finds a cure because if not, He's going to keep running to the back of his offensive lineman, averaging three yards per carry, and this isn't going to be a fun ride. What do you think? Oh, Matt Medica, here we go. Jamal Williams. He's you, getting the call you, from the bullpen. You don't want Trent Richardson. No, no, no. You don't want Trent Richardson either. <laughs> that's, a, that's, un, that's uncurable. So, yeah. No, I mean, look, you, you're going to play him. You're going to get the volume. You got both of these. I don't believe Montgomery's playing this week. I mean, maybe he can, but I heard that the last <sighs> time, and he didn't play. So, yeah, you, you got to roll him out there. All right, so there you go right there. Still got some people hanging out on the phone lines. I want you all to sit with me through the break. When we get back on the other side, we try to knock out these telephone calls right quick. End off hour number one, get into hour number two. Obviously, we go live on YouTube. You come inside Studio 34 with us. So there you go right there. We got game balls coming up. I got Where's the jet football at? Because I don't touch that giant one. So the jet football is up there. So I'll be able to, you know. Do the game balls. We'll get that done. Also, continue to go over the ones. Get a little waiver wire talk in the system, too. Obviously, Jamal Williams, Brex Burkhead, going to be some big names this week. Also, want to discuss, and probably in hour number two, uh, the ascension of one Mr. Robert Woods and why I would take him over Julio Jones, R-O-S. It is the Fantasy Football Friends. You come back, your telephone calls right here on FNTSY Radio. If you're playing daily fantasy basketball on DraftKings or FanDuel this NBA season, you need to sign up for Daily Roto. Built by a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. Better yet, you can save 10% off using the promo code FNTSY. So go to DailyRoto.com backslash premium to learn more about their product. Fantasy Football Frenzy on FNTSY Radio. Got the keys to your fantasy football success. 844-843-6879. Let's get ready to go down to an area where I used to live for a decade. Go down to Washington, D.C. and check on my man Lou. Make sure Lou is doing all right this morning. His commute into whatever agency he's going to. Lou, what's going on? Lou in D.C., what's up with you? There's nothing much, fellas. How y'all doing this morning? Doing well, Lou. What's the update? Good, good, good. You know, two weeks ago, I called in and did my best Dennis Green impression. Yes. Ever since then, <laughs> I got uh, two straight victories nice. with a 35-point margin of victory, so I'm look, I'm feeling real good right now. Very good, um, Lou. This is pretty much You had to have that players-only meeting. You feel what I'm saying? They had to have that yeah, meeting. I, yeah, I, I had to air them out. I <laughs> yeah. had to give them that talk. I had uh-huh. to give them that talk. But this is a waiver question. Um Right now, uh, I got uh, both Julio and Doug Baldwin on Monday night. So what I want to do is I want to throw Julio in the flex to protect myself. So I'm looking for somebody that I can start in the wide receiver two position. Uh, right now, I have 
Sterling Shepard and Keenan Allen, but Nelson Aguilar is on waivers. Should I look to pick up Nelson Aguilar to start them, start him over uh, one of those other two options? I wouldn't do that. No, I'm. Mean, you got first of you got Keenan Allen and Stone Shepard seeing a ton of targets as well. I, I want these two guys. I don't think you need to make a move to make a move. I mean, if if you need a running back and you can get a Jamal Williams or something, or you wanted to take a, a Fraud Smith was out there, take a flyer on him or Danny Woodhead, Ed, maybe that's the way to go. Maybe you know you don't have to start them this week, but you're building some bench depth. So I think Lou, you worried about well, Julio? Sitting, you worried about Julio missing that I game, do. right? Exactly, yeah. and that's why I'm putting him in my flex, but I do have Tevin Coleman to cover my back just in case he doesn't play. Who are your two running backs? Because Tevin Coleman might need to be in that lineup this week. Who's two running backs? I'm rolling with Les Bell and Kareem Hunt. Oh, well, then Tevin Coleman. <laughs> Tevin Coleman is your backup right there, Lou. You're in good shape. How many? This is 12-team, Lou? It's 12-team 12-team standard league. Yeah, we got a pretty damn good team. So. There you go. All right, Lou, we'll get back yeah. with you later on in the week. 844-843-6879. Let's go to Ed in Long Island. Ed, what's up? What's going on, guys? What's the deal with you, Ed? Uh, two quick questions. I have uh, Lev Bell, Melvin Gordon, Ingram. I start them every week. I got Coleman and CJ on the bench. Should I drop CJ and pick up um, Eckler's? And also I have um, Reed and Olsen and Witten. Should I drop Witten and pick up Brait for this week? All right, it's a lot going on right here. Uh, let me start with this. Jake, he wants to cut C.J. Anderson to pick up Austin Eckler. He's an Aaron, he's a Aaron Gordon. He's a Melvin Gordon owner. <laughs> It's a good idea, right? Oh, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. All right. Would I would rather it? drop somebody else. Yeah, I'd rather drop somebody else, honestly. He, like CJ Anderson is still the number one running back. That's kind of turning into a mess over there in and of itself, but still the number one. And he's been productive in this time that he's getting the touches. I, I, I guess if that's your worst running back. Yeah, Le'Veon Bell, Melvin Gordon, Mark Ingram, Tevin Coleman, CJ Anderson. He needs to get Austin Eckler. All right. And that's fine then. I'd rather make a trade to free up the spot, but that's that, fine. Somebody's that, gonna that go grab sense too. If you got Gordon, I think you got. I think Eckler's a must add. Uh, as far as your tight end situation, um, Ed, you said you got Reed Olsen. Would you drop drop who to pick up Witten? No, I have also have Witten, who's been hurting me. So she, I could pick up Bray for this week. Should I do that? Ah, that's a good call. It's too early. It's too early in the week, Ed. Let me get a little bit deep into the matchups and see what the average fantasy points against look like. I'll be very wary of sitting Jason Witten against a divisional opponent with no Ezekiel Elliott and what's coming a, what's becoming kind of a must-win game for the Dallas Cowboys. It's hard. It would be hard to bench Witten for me in a week like that. YouTube Live and our number two. YouTube Live and our number two. Right here, it is the Fantasy Football Friends on FNTSY Radio. Also, we'll get you the rest of the ones and talk some waiver wire stuff.